Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. and welcome to episode 49 of Ready Player 2. We've kind of been absent for a little while due to technical difficulties and stupidity. But we're back now. Uh, there was a fear that we weren't going to make it all the way to episode 49 and therefore possibly the big 5-0 at some point this year. There's still a possibility that's not going to happen. But we'll wing it. We'll wing it and see what happens. We're running out of time. Yeah, man. It's just coming up on Christmas really fast and I'm not sure what we're going to do. But we're here now. We've got like... A couple of people listening to his mixler. Have <laughs> <laughs> you were here the other week and I had to bugger off? I'm really sorry. I had technical child child related difficulties, but I'm technical I'm pre- child te- technical <laughs> child problems. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've sedated them well enough tonight, so I think we're going to be okay. Um, tonight with me, my name is Rich, by the way. If you don't listen to us very often, you probably do, and you probably heard me because I'm the loudest one. But we do not have Lewis, as you have probably heard. Lewis has taken a little bit of a step back. Well, I hope. Hop, skip, and a jump backwards, really, from the podcast for now. Um, but in his place, uh, we have the ever lovely and slightly Welsh, Mr. Irregular Size Dave. Hello. Hello. We also have, as you probably heard, although if you're in Mixler, he's very quiet, Mr. Rossifer Bellbag. Hello. And we don't have Elle this week because she's busy attacking a buffet. I hope her ass. That's what we do at Christmas parties, isn't it? That's what we do at Christmas parties. That's only if it's in the office. I think if you turn oh, to yeah. party in a hotel with like a portable photocopier, people are going to start raising their eyebrows at you. Never yeah, this is L. Uh, that is true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we thought that she might be trying to get it on with somebody. It turns out she's just trying to get it on with a buffet. Uh, in her own words, sandwiches before sandwiches. So uh, I think hopefully she's going to have a really good time with the buffet tonight. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to point something out. And we've got a minor apology. Well, I've got a minor apology because this is partially my fault. We love feedback from everybody. And, uh, well, you know, if it's good, if it's positive. Uh, Sometimes it's not. And we had a bit of a remark the other week that, as of late, we have been playing and talking about an awful lot of indie games. And we haven't been talking about all that many AAA titles. Now, ordinarily, I would say you, Mr. Commenter, fall (laughs) off a cliff. However... It's an entirely valid point, and unfortunately part of that reason is because I don't have one of the latest generation of consoles, my PC is ailing, and I have no money, because I decided to have <laughs> children instead. So all of those things have conspired into le- lending me the, uh, the ability to only play indie games. But we've made a concerted effort this week to make sure that we talk about some AAA titles, even quadruple A titles in a couple of occasions. So we're going to get stuck in. So, do we want to talk about Ross first? Because you've played... No, I'm, I've just said that. But we're going to launch with an indie game, only because I really want Ross to talk about this. Um, okay. 
and then we'll go into the into the bigger stuff, the AAA stuff that we've been uh, we've been playing this week. Is that all right? Yes. Let's do this. What have you been playing? The indie-ish game that you've been playing this week? Um, Never Alone, which was on the Xbox One, uh, slightly reduced sale. It was ten pounds. Uh, I got it for the other day. It's, I think it's one you played at Eurogamer, didn't you? I did play this at Eurogamer. And I absolutely loved it. This is the one that I played with an incredibly random bearded fella. Yes. It's uh, is it made the by the Arctic Fox thing? Yeah, this is yes. the one with the little girl and the and the Arctic Fox. So, what did you think about this? I love it. Yeah, it's, it's really good. I love I love a side scrolling platformer anyway. But this is well, you can you can control the fox or the little girl. I'm always the fox, basically. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just more fun. I think you can jump higher and further. But yeah, it's just so good that it's the the atmosphere of it. And like you can, you have to duck down when the wind's blowing, because otherwise it'll blow you backwards. And it's just so good. Yeah, I I really really enjoyed it. I said we say it's an indie game, but the graphics and everything on it look absolutely superb. Anyway. Oh yeah, it looks stunning. It feels like a fully fledged game. I don't know if you've looked into because there's a kind of there's a there's another premise to this game where you're playing and you're kind of enjoying the game and you're feeling for the characters because that's a big element of it because if either the fox or the little girl dies or falls off the cliff or whatever it is that happens the other one just curls up into a ball in the snow because they're so sad that they've been left alone which is like really heart-wrenching the first couple of times that it happens yeah if the little girl dies then the fox makes a whining noise my dog was getting driven mental by that (laughs) but the um there's a like you unlock in the background you unlock these stories now i don't want to use the word inuit but uh, but i'm i mean you it's fine (laughs) i'm not very i'm not yeah i'm not really sure so uh, anyway oh oh there's a car there's a car who's driving off with your car (laughs) oh god he's really going for it right so the um the whole thing is you unlock these kind of stories so as you're playing the as you're playing level so for example this level looks like it's kind of really weird and there's loads of stuff like poles sticking up out of the snow that you're climbing on and jumping over and all the rest of it and then later on you'll unlock a video at the end of that um at the end of that section you'll unlock a video and it'll prompt you do you want to watch it you don't have to watch it but if you do it kind of shows you the background of this culture and there are these people that live in wherever it's not antarctica see their end isn't it wherever it is they live in and they have these crazy looking houses that are all on stilts jutting out of the snow because they're so so deep that it's impossible to build on land and that's the idea that was the basis behind the level and the idea is that this is one of those villages that's been destroyed and there's just those you know the remnants of the struts and the houses left behind but it ties in quite nicely i'm not sure that i buy into all of that kind of stuff i'm not sure i play the game because of it but it's a nice little addition it's trying to bring a bit of culture to everything yeah it breaks up the game watching the videos and learning about their culture a little bit yeah, but I, you get from many other games. No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. The, the the indie scene is awash with subpar platformers, of which I will talk about one a little bit later. <laughs> um, but the uh, this one I really enjoyed. I thought it was excellent, and it looks like a pro- it looks like a fully fledged game rather than an indie game. Yeah, and it loads up incredibly quickly as well, which is always a plus point on next gen. Yeah, most. AAA next-gen titles take fucking forever to load. I met the developers at uh, Eurogamer of this game, and they were absolutely lovely people as well, which always yeah. helps. Yeah, they were re- they were they were always up for talking about the game. They were really into the culture and everything. They were talking about it all, and they were really nice people. So, love that game. So that's Never Alone, yes. and that's an X- Xbox One. Is it on PS4 as well? Uh, yep, and it's not available for PC. And it's it's a couch game, so you can. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it's got online play, has it? Uh, no, but it has, yeah, like you say, couch local cost. Yeah, so I asked them about this when we were at Eurogamer. I said, has it got online play? And the guy said no. 
and there's a spe- specific reason for this. The whole point is that you're never alone, is that you're playing this with somebody and it's kind of a joint experience. And doing that online doesn't give the same effect. So they wanted to have people together on a couch playing it at the same time. I think that's a nice idea. That's a good point, yeah. I like couch gaming. Right. I can't afford a second controller for Xbox One, never do. <laughs> How much are they? Uh, about 50 quid. 50 quid for a controller? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Man, I don't have enough children to sell to get one of them. Well, let alone the console. Bloody hell. What else did you be playing this week? Because we spoke about this last week, but it kind of got cut a little bit short. Yeah, we talk about it now as well, because Elle's not here. Oh, okay. Um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Yay! Okay. You're still playing it? Yeah, I took a break from the series after Black Ops 2. I didn't play Ghosts, because I was getting a little bit bored, basically. I'm just running around shooting the same kind of people all the time. But the... um, I like the addition of almost Titanfall-esque uh, jumpy suits and just that sort of combat is it's a, not a breath of fresh air that seems a pretty poncy thing to say but it's a nice addition to a, a very well worn game series yeah have you played it yet Dave? nah I've uh, pretty much just emigrated from the Call of Duty franchise emigrated? Black Ops 2 <laughs> I, I yeah I played Black Ops 2 and then I just didn't want to really touch Call of Duty again. It had like been a part of my life already, and since then, none of it's really interested me. I can get the appeal of Advanced Warfare. Like the the one reason I'd play it is that um, game mode where it's like basketball with guns. What's it yes, called? Yes, Uplink. Brilliant. Uplink. Yeah, oh, that's, that's like the quick. one bit that looks interesting to me, but it's it's not warranted to spend like fifty quid in a game. However, yeah, if they did sell um, Call of Duty Zombies separately, I'd be all over that. But I'm not going to mm. buy the whole title yeah, just for. I just like zombies, and I, I like the way that they sold uh, Sniper Elite Nazi Zombie Army separately. I thought that was awesome. That was good fun. Completely a side game, not even, not even related. But still, zombies are always good. Yeah, yeah. Like, Dave, like Dave said about Uplink, it's if you imagine capture the flag, but you're able to pass the flag off to someone else on your team. Yeah, well, you can kind of do that with pass with capture the flag. But Uplink, the way that I, the reason I like Uplink is I always really, really enjoyed the um, the multiplayer game modes on Halo Three. Yeah. There was a game mode on that where you... I can't remember what it was called now, but you had you held a skull. And it was basically the same thing. You were hold, oh, um, you're holding on to this... Oddball, that's it. You're holding on to the skull. You can't fire any weapons while you're holding on to the skull, and you've got to get it back to the like point, or hold it on, hold on to it for the longest, or whatever. But the nice kind of gameplay element in that, that really screwed me up the first couple of times it happened to me, is if you're running at somebody, you can't fire at them because you're holding this ball, mm. but... Um, if an enemy is running at you, you throw the ball at them. So now suddenly they've got the ball and they can't shoot. So so you're running at them, you lob the ball at them, so technically the ball is now in the enemy's hands, but you can fire. So you shoot the guy dead, pick the ball up from his corpse and keep going. So it's, re- it's difficult to get right, but if you do get it right, it works really, really well. You could do a similar thing in uh, in Halo as well. It's great fun. Yeah. But I... I like the ti- I like the Titanfall-esque side of things, but I don't think that they've taken it quite as great. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's like Titanfall, but it's not quite as good because you can do way more free-running in Titanfall. But Titanfall's mm. too quick for me. The whole thing, because you haven't got Titans in Call of Duty, yeah. I like the fact that you can... Uh, it's, it's a bit more personal. It's a bit more grounded. There's not so much jumping all over the place, and there are limits to where you can go. You can't go all the way up onto the top of some of these buildings because they're blocked off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can double jump, but you can't wall run, which is that's the main thing in Titanfall. Using the wall run and jumping around everything, you can get from one end of the map to the other without touching the floor, basically. Yeah, 
but I, I absolutely, I mean, I haven't played it uh, since it came out. I played it at Eurogamer, but I loved it. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Have you played much of the single player? Uh, yeah, I'm about halfway through the story. It's it's your standard modern warfare story, really, but with um, lovingly recreated Kevin Spacey with no no lines on his face at all. Oh wow! Move this Kevin Spacey face you'll ever see. <laughs> <laughs> but good, yeah. The whole experience good. Yes, overall, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, like, like Dave, I thought I was out after Black Ops 2, but I think that little break, just not playing it every year for 10 years, just a, a little break, and it's got me right back into it. You see, I disregard the Black Ops series. Now, a lot of people are going to hate me for this, because I know that people say that the multiplayer in the Black Ops series is excellent, but I play a game for the single player. I'll stay for the multiplayer, but I play the game for the single player. Mm. And if the single player is no good, and in my opinion, the Black Ops series single player was just poor, then it just puts me off the game completely. Yeah. So I want a strong single-player experience with a bolted-on decent multiplayer experience, and that's what the... Because they did that whole thing where they had one group of people making one game, so the Modern Warfare game was being made by one studio. Yeah. And then, then the Black Ops people made one, and everybody was like, oh, that's kind of rubbish. And then, they, uh, and then they went back to the original studio, and was like, yeah, it's really good again. And then they mixed the studios up a little bit, but it's still kind of got that feel to it. It's a bit like uh, Microsoft operating systems. That every every other one they like to bring out a shit one, so that, so that when the next really good one comes out, everybody can buy it. So like Windows 8, everybody's like, oh, that's kind of rubbish. I'll stick with Windows 7. But when Windows 10 comes out, <laughs> fucking rocking it. That's it. Everybody's going to be all over that shit. So it's a lot of people still haven't recovered from Vista. It could be a tactic. Yeah, I mean, I, know, I, I still know people that still use Linux after Windows ME. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that was completely knocked people off Windows entirely. Ah, <laughs> oh, so. General feel, general feel for Advanced Warfare. Everybody knows what I felt about it. I thought it's amazing. I do need to get my hands on it, but your general feel for it, and this is on the Xbox One as well. Yeah. Really good, really fun. It's good playing with friends. I've, I've played with Zero uh, and a few of the guys that play on Thursday nights. Obviously, I can't play right now because I'm doing this, but it's yeah, it's, it's just good fun. See, that's exactly what you need from a game. Yeah. And I think the the, uh, the Call of Duty series could or had previously suffered from taking itself too seriously. Yes. And I, I felt that this game was back to fun. Which is the most yeah, it was. important yeah. thing. No, no comments on the press F to mourn thing then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to glance that. over it's, that. It's fine. Yeah, I don't think you have to do it if you don't want to, but I press it anyway. Plus you don't have you can choose not to mourn your friend. That's pretty brutal. <laughs> is that the same thing as choosing not to shoot anybody in the airport? Uh, yeah, I think so. You can just walk through that level, can't you? Yeah. Just like ignore everything. Uh, well, alright, I'm going to get my hands on that. It sounds, looks, and feels amazing. So, yes. there you go. AAA game. In your face, haters. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We've got another AAA game, but it's kind of a, a combo platter between me and Dave. So, should we talk about something different first? Dave, would you like to talk about Dragon Age Inquisition? Go on, then. Oh, this, this game is the first RPG to sink its claws into me properly in a good while. Like, I've... Unfortunately, I've, it's, I've only been able to play it on the weekends, but on the two weekends I've played it, I think I've got about 40 hours into it now. Jesus. It's such a big world as well. Like, what? it's giant. I, um, I've i played about 40 hours, but ne- whenever I find a new area and I go to do like the first mission or go looking for stuff, even though I'm dozens of hours in, I, I still think, fuck, where do I start here now? What is this new... <laughs> mad place it doesn't it, it, it just it takes the scope and because it's all broken up you can kind of feel how big it is as well like it's not just one open world in a way that 
if it was one continuous open world, I don't think it would have the same scope because they're showing you this like giant land that's like the size of like North America or something stupid. But because you can go to just certain tidbits of it, you get a feel of like distance between the areas. Like yeah. a lot of them are very different. Like some of them are all like snow areas, swamp areas, like big grand cities with loads of pompous assholes hanging out in them. <laughs> kind of fun. Like I've not really gelled with the story a whole bunch, but there is like a lot going on. I think if you've played the previous two Dragon Ages fairly recently, you'll gel with it a little more. But they've done a nice thing with um, they made something called Dragon Age Keep, and right. you go on, you go online. It's this browser thing, and basically you it kind of summarizes what you did in the first two Dragon Age games. Like you can link it to your Origin account. And then it goes off your achievement list and it will tell you, oh, so at this point you chose this option and you did this and this was your end game and stuff. And you can choose to keep those and right. create a world state or edit them to make a new one. And then when you finished going through that kind of weird checklist, you save this world state. And when you load up Dragon Age Inquisition, it, um, it grabs all that information from Dragon Age 1 and 2 and creates the backbone of the Inquisition world with it. So every now and again, you'll see people who you like made an effect on in the first two games. Like, um, There's one point where you can choose the leader of one of the kingdoms in the first Dragon Age. And at one point in the game, they'll turn up. And if you chose one leader in the very first Dragon Age, they'll... It's that one. Yeah, they'll, they'll be turned up. It's, it's, it's the same thing that Bioware does with a lot of their RPGs, but it's done in a way... Where because like I think because the genre the series has spanned so many consoles and so many years, they thought right we can't just rely on like reading someone's memory card or hard drive. We have to actually create this kind of handy. Yeah, see that that's kind of something that bugged me a little bit with Mass Effect because it sounds very Mass Effect. Yeah, well I played Mass Effect One on Xbox. Yeah, Xbox 360. I'm sure, yeah, I want to say Xbox 360. I played Mass Effect 1 on Xbox 360. I played Mass Effect 2 on Xbox on a different Xbox 360 where I didn't have my previous save game. And then I played Mass Effect 3 on the PC. So I, I, never, link, I never managed to do that thing where you link all of your things together. It would have been really nice. It, that would have been the, you know, that really annoying thing where you go to log on to a, a Bioware game or an EA game or whatever, and it goes, oh, log into Origin. It's like, no, I'm already logged into Xbox Live. I don't want to log into anything else. Fuck off. <laughs> that would be a good reason to do that. If they can link their games across multiple platforms together, that'd be excellent. That'd be fine. But uh, as of yet, apart from Dragon Age, I've not seen a decent reason to do that. No. But, um, yeah, if, I mean, if you're getting into Dragon Age as well, if you haven't played the previous two games, you can go into the keep to kind of get the backstory so you don't feel lost jumping in as well previously kind of dragon make... age yeah it's, ba- it's basically that and i was quite surprised how well it ran as well like i i kind of expected because i was playing through origin and like the past i think the past two origin games i bought was sim city and battlefield 4 and they're both a bag of trash <laughs> yeah, so I was i was very open to the idea of logging into this for the first time and it just not working but it actually works really well, and it looks amazing at the same time. I think Origin are having to start to take a little bit of a leaf out of um, Ubisoft's book. Because I've said this for ages, and I know people are going to disagree with me, but I like Uplay. 
I don't, I don't love it, but I actually, compared to Origin, I actually quite like Uplay. I find it annoying that they've now removed their games from Steam, because although it was really annoying when you bought a Uplay game on, um, on Steam, you downloaded it on Steam and then went to launch it and it launched Uplay. It's just like, well, that's not what I wanted to do at all. <laughs> I wanted to launch the game. What's this bollocks all about? Uplay does have some features that I do quite like and it did previously do some stuff that's better than Steam, like cloud saves and stuff like that. Uh, I think Steam's picked up on that a little bit more now and they're doing it a bit better, but I, I just don't like Origin. It's just a bag of shit. I love Mass Effect 3, um, but playing that through Origin is one of the most painful experiences of my entire life. It's just, it's just so irritating. So, out of... let's Should we do out of five for now? I know you haven't finished it, but Dragon Age Inquisition, a kind of preliminary out of five? Uh, 4.8. That's fucking high. <laughs> we should have probably done that out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have still given it, like... No, we're sticking 9. with five. 9.6. Don't, don't, don't throw it. We didn't want the whole point in doing it out of ten was so that we didn't have decimals. Don't worry about it, it's fine. We'll stick with that. Oh, a nine, then. Fine. <laughs> there you go. It's not perfect. Like, I've had a couple of times it's crashed. And... How is like, the, the pausing? Because that's one thing that always kind of bugged me in the Dragon Age games. It's one of the reasons that I never really enjoyed the Baldur's Gate games that much either. I don't like pausing my game. I don't mind turn-based, that's fine. But, but pausing irritates me. It's optional, though. I know it's optional, but if you're kind of shit like me, you've kind of got to do it. I've never, I've never used the pause. Yeah, but you're not me. I think we like to point <laughs> out that's that's all great. You know, kudos for you for being brilliant. But the feature is there. Obviously, if you've got quite a few people in your team and there's a lot of stuff going on, the idea is that you can pause the game and give multiple orders out, isn't it? Yeah, but I think it's more for micromanagement, really. I've I've kind of been very hands-off with my party. I just let them do their own thing. Unless my main character dies, unless my Inquisitor dies. Or gets knocked out during a battle. I never touch the um, the other guys. They just do what they want. Because you can set up their attitudes in their um, in their stats menu, in their player menu. You can set if you want them the to... The way you want them to play, like a great... Yeah, how, how they're going to attack, if they're going to follow you. Um, the health thresholds, when they start want to start popping potions or mana. Um, what kind of spells you want them to use first. If you want to be buffed. Or if you want them to use like offensive stuff. If you can assign like one of your tanks to defend like one of your mages, oh, see, that's, uh, oh, to attack the same target that you're attacking, or to attack something else. All right, so you can pre you can predefine all of that shit, and then you can just let them get on with it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I did. Have and you played it co-op yet, or have you not got any friends? Um, yeah, the second one. Uh, okay. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't like. <laughs> I didn't really mean to shine a light on anyway. that. All oh, right. Okay. It's right. The kind of games that I just like to sink in and play by myself. That's a good excuse. Let's stick with that. Um, so, <laughs> other games that you've been playing this week? Do you, okay, we've done some we've done some AAA things. Do you want to go for some indie? Because I know you're itching for it. <laughs> I know it. I haven't been doing that much indie recently. You've, um, you said at least one game at the beginning of this podcast that I had never heard of before. The two, right, game, the two indie games that I've played are <laughs> Toybox Turbos and I Am Bread. And I've literally only played like <laughs> 10 minutes of I Am Bread. What is I Am Bread? It's... Right, you're a slice of bread... That's it. That's it. Stop there. <laughs> I'm sold. Shut up and take my money. And um, you've got to get yourself toasted. <laughs> but it plays like it plays like a quop game. Like you know the the browser game quop. No. You're like a hundred meter sprinter guy. And you've got to like control his legs. No. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're under like that, a yeah. boulder. You don't know these things. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the hardest games ever. Yeah. Basically, you've just got to. 
climb over this, these kitchens and whatever to to get toasted as as your little bread. It's a, <laughs> so it's, a it's a bread simulator. As, well, as Zombie Steve has just noted in the chat. <laughs> but a bread simulator, you'd just be lying there. Alright, bread advanced warfare. Is that what it is? Because you are doing kind of parkour stuff as well. Yeah. So that's pretty that's, much what it, it is. If you want to call it advanced warfare, but yeah. with like yeast and flour and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Titan bread. <laughs> Except without the guns. You yeah, that's true. avoid ants and, and not burn yourself. The yeastening. Yeah, I like, I like the look of this. For, for a game that's, that entirely revolves around bread, I think I'm up for this. But it's the, it's the same guys who made Surgeon Simulator, so it's the kind of... I was going to say, it looks very similar. Simulator kind of thing. It looks very similar, and there's that tea, tea making simulator as well, I think, hmm. that they did, which looks very similar to this kind of thing. Ah, I'm, I'm sold on this. Yeah, bread... Other indie game I've been playing. Skyrim. Okay, go on then, yeah. Other indie game. Does everyone... Does anyone ever played the Micro Machines game from yes, PlayStation? Yes, we talked about this Podcast. On the PlayStation? Yeah, it was on the PlayStation. Okay. I played, I, it, on the I played it on the Mega Drive as well. Yeah, that cartridge that had the additional <laughs> uh, the additional um, controller ports in the cartridge. <laughs> that you could almost never plug it in. You could almost never plug controllers into it because the controller ports were so so really tight. Yeah. You almost had to like Vaseline up your controller before you put it in. <laughs> I don't think I ever played that. I think you were younger than us that day, weren't you? Yeah. But Micro Machines were amazing. <laughs> I think my question is on the uh, on the PlayStation was the first, or maybe not the first, but it was the 3D one, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. See, we're, we're, top talking, down, we're talking top down. Future. We're talking pixels. We're, we're from the age before polygons. <laughs> 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 the age that time forgot. <laughs> okay, so yeah, go on. But yeah, I've been playing Toybox Turbos quite a bit. It's a shame there's not many people online, but it's a lot of fun. It's, 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 it's just Micro Machines that's been made this year. See, that's, I, that's basically the only way to explain it. There was another game very similar to Micro Machines a while ago called Death Rally, and I don't know very many people played this, but it was uh, predominantly on the PC. I don't know if it came out on any, um, any consoles. But it was Micro Machines with guns. It, if think about it like Carmageddon. It's on, it was on a track, like a very defined track, whereas Carmageddon was quite free. You could do whatever you wanted. But... Um, and Micro Machines was on a very defined track. So was so was this. So was Death Rally. And it, you had guns on the cars, and you played uh, levels, and you got money, and you leveled up, and your car got damaged, and you had to pay for repairs, and all the rest of it. They remade that recently, and it came out on iPad, and it also came out on Steam, and I got that, and that is an awful lot of fun. So, so what, 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 where's the Micro Machine part come, come into top, it? Are you top down? It looks it it, it looks and plays no, and drives. So you're not you're not micro. You're not like racing around a kitchen or like your back garden. Oh no! no I'm not interested then. Oh, do you know what? Cheers, <laughs> seriously. You're stuck. I want to hang out like Honey I Shrunk Gran Turismo kind it's of thing. It's not toast or micro. It's not interested. <laughs> are you? That's what it is. If you or can... dragons. Yeah. <laughs> but no. All right. Fine. I was just saying. Just saying in a similar kind of vein. It does look very good, this uh, Toybox Turbo, so. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've always wanted them to make another Micro Machines game. Couch gaming is dead for the most part. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe I just don't get... Maybe I just don't spot the couch games when they come out. Or maybe it's just because I don't have a Wii U. <laughs> I don't have a Wii U either. They're all coming out on the Wii U, but I love I love couch gaming. Uh-oh. Uh, Lee's just said it's uh, it's Oculus Rift, Rift compatible, apparently, Toybox Turbos. Is that right? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's it. If it's, if it's Oculus Rift compatible, I just wanted to point out, right, so Lee, so ZZ Lee ZZ in the, uh, ZZ, sorry, in the chat, is uh, this guy has spent probably the most amount of money on any game that I have ever heard of in my entire life. So Elite Dangerous, which, is, which has just gone gamma and is coming out, I think, on the 16th of December, officially coming out. 
massive game looks incredibly impressive he's been in it since like kickstarter i'm pretty sure he was playing a really early version of the game where it was plugged directly into the lead developer's brain um he's been on board with this shit since day one he has bought for this game an incredibly expensive flight stick couldn't even tell you what um flight stick it was but flight stick he paid a hundred pounds to get into the early access early early access beta he um bought an oculus rift development kit too he has bought a brand new graphics card because the game is fairly intensive so brand new graphics card to play with it he's also bought tons of other paraphernalia he had this thing called an ed tracker ed tracker which is something that you stick on top of your head uh, your headphones and tracks your head and this oh yeah so you can turn with your actual head yeah and because he couldn't wait for his oculus wrist to arrive <laughs> so he, had that, he had that going on this guy has pumped out cash i hope his wife never listens to this podcast i'm probably sure she she won't but he's got like a serious man cave with a ridiculous quantity of equipment and the whole thing was just to play um elite dangerous god help him if this game turns out to suck I really don't. I really don't know what he's gonna do. He'd always play like the most high-tech version of uh, like Euro Truck Simulator instead. I, I must say though, he's. I have. I've played the game. I've played Elite Dangerous. I played at Euro Gamer, and also I've kind of nicked his account a little bit and have a bit of a play on that. I streamed it on Twitch actually as well. Um, and I'm not very good at it, but it is a great game. <laughs> it looks incredible, and I'm really excited to get hold of it. So it's kind of. It's, I've, I've still never touched it. It's on my Christmas list. The thing is, I love um, Freelancer, and I know they're making, uh, I don't know if it's next year or 2016, it's slated for, but uh, Star Citizen, which is the, by the, guy, the same guy that made Freelancer, and that's going to be another Elite Dangerous-esque game. The thing that I'm really looking forward to in uh, Star Citizen is that you can have a single ship with multiple people in it. So Elite Dangerous, you've got one person per ship, so you're flying around in your own ship, like an X-Wing style game. In Star Citizen, you're going to be able to buy one big ship, kind of like the Enterprise or whatever, and you, you have four or five of your mates, and you've all got different functions. So one of you's the pilot, you've got a couple of gunners, you've got people on missiles, or whatever it is. I love the idea of that. I'm all, I'm, I'm, I've bought that game already. This is just a lot of shit up and take my money going on this year. Oh, cool. is everybody cut off? No, you were talking about space. We, we, we were Sorry, listening to your space rant. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> It's gone quiet. Right, okay, fine. So, Toybox Turbos. I am bred. Toybox Turbos look fantastic. I am bred is possibly the game of 2014 for me. <laughs> I, think I, might, I think I might actually have taken it. Um, so, fuck all the AAA stuff. See, this is why we talk about indie games. On what other podcast do you hear about a game where you play, play predominantly <laughs> as a slice of bread? The protagonist in this game is a slice of bread. Exactly. Apparently there's voices from the, um, the guy who, who, who voiced the protagonist from bioshock infinite apparently he's in the game okay that's really random <laughs> in the bread game yeah not the same thing what does he play as i, I don't know I've, not, I've, I've only played it for about seven <laughs> minutes and then the podcast started okay <laughs> got to talk about last minute swatting up We're taking up his iron bread time right okay i'm going to talk about another indie game that i played and i only played this very briefly but a very very nice guy um who i've only ever met like once hopped up on steam and went hey do you want a game and i was like yeah person who i don't know um and he went here have a game and he sent me risk of rain and i've heard about this uh, and i've seen it a couple of times and i thought oh i'm going to give this a go and it's a kind of crazy platformer where you get to play as loads of different classes and there's rolling and and there's craziness and shooting and different abilities and it's crud i'm really sorry and a lower load of people really enjoy this game but it, it just doesn't work i couldn't play this game and i don't know whether this is intentional or not but it's a platformer in which the platforms don't work so how the fuck does that make any sense? <laughs> Maybe you're just bad at roguelikes. No, 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 no. This is a platform game 
in which like 50% of the platforms you can't make contact with. So I jump from platform to platform and dive and roll and whatever, and then I go to land on something, and it just, it's incorporeal. <laughs> I go straight through it, but then worst of all, I fall through then four or five others, and then straight through the underside of the level and disappear, and then the level restarts. And I was I like, that doesn't make any sense. I've ever experienced this. Oh, have you played Risk of Rain? I've had a, a go at it, yeah, and I've it's seen a, a lot of people play it. It's got a broken version of this game, or what? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're the broken thing. Seriously, because I thought it was a feature. I thought it was one of those really frustrating games where stuff in it is just not right to make you really, like, angry. You know, like, there's Mario games where it's, like, really impossible to complete. I thought Lost Levels. Yeah, that kind of... I thought, no, not Lost Levels. Like, the, you know the newest, the newer Mario games, like, Impossible Mario and stuff like that? Oh, like the modded ones. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was supposed to be something like that, so I thought it was intentional, like a massive joke on me or something. Um... <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to play it. I it just wouldn't fucking work. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't land on anything, so I gave up and got really angry with it. So it could. It's a really good game, but I just. It didn't work. It was broken. I'd love to see you try and play something like Binding of Isaac or. I have Binding of Isaac, but I um I haven't played that uh yet. So there you go. Um, I look forward to seeing how far you get. Probably not that far. I, I need to probably start <laughs> streaming games again because it would be very funny. Because uh, I'm chip. <laughs> my ineptitude knows no bounds um, so other stuff I've been playing this week I've been playing Prison Architect which I've spoken about before amazing game great little thing yeah. to pick up and just go for um, I but- actually first time I played that was la- not last week week before week after our last podcast what do you think yeah. um it's alright oh really get yeah. in properly get into it you re- oh no I've, I've spent like a I spent about five hours playing it and made like a super prison <laughs> But then after I did that, there was I was like, okay, well, now I'm bored. Ah, see, right, what you've got to do is you've got to give them an avenue of escape. See, this is something that I learned quite early on. It's You're no... making shit prisons then, man. No, 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 no. you can't. Really, can't... <laughs> Anyone who tried to escape was shot on sight. Well, this is exactly it. Fuck, man. This is exactly it, right? What you do... Someone tried to tunnel out of my prison, I just filled the tunnel in. He was still in there. You're still in it. Like, fuck <laughs> it, just, just pave over it. Exactly. Don't give a shit. He'll so, stay in the bowels of my prison. Fuck that guy. The population of your prison is still going up. It's just a lot of them are like in the undercroft. There's like a whole city of murlocs that are living underneath <laughs> your prison. Like prison mole people architect. Yeah. But uh, no, what I like to do is, because I learned quite early on, if you make some crazy uh, supermax prison, it gets kind of boring. So what I quite like to do is give them an avenue of escape, put like a minimum security wing that it's reasonably easy to escape from. But then outside, use perimeter walls to make a maze. And just like have it so that when they finally tunnel out from out of the prison, they've got about 45 miles worth of maze to run through before they can get anywhere. And then right at the end, you've just got a guard tower with a sniper on it. Just like, and they're knackered at that point. They got, they don't know what's going on. They're just begging to be killed. Watching an ant farm. Fire yeah, yeah, it's that kind of thing. If they're stupid enough to tunnel out of my prison, they deserve everything that they get. And I don't just want to kill them or bury them alive. I want to make them work for it. So no, but I do enjoy that game. Um, and I have played Robocraft. I always play Robocraft. So there's no point banging on about that game anymore. <laughs> you should play. Um, what was it? Terra Firmacraft, I think it's called. Terra Firmacraft. Oh, Terra Tech. Sorry, you'd probably be into that. Is that the one where you build really, really, really big things? No, uh, you start with a little tiny base and like you're like a two-block robot, and then you gather resources and attack other robots to harvest parts of them, and then you glue those onto your own robot to make yourself bigger and stronger and take bigger fights. I like how you slowly. Yeah, I reckon you'd be into it. It's in. I think it's just entered beta. 
but um, you'd probably be into that. Uh, right, we're getting to Indy. Oh, we'll go. We, we need to set off the Indy alarm. <laughs> Indy alarm, Indy alarm. Okay. Quickly. <laughs> yeah, quickly. Right. Um, I'm going to do one. You can go back. I'm going to go back to you in a minute because you've been doing some uh, some some stuff I want to talk about. But I played Shadow of Mordor. Hey, triple A! Whoa! Everybody, wipe your brow. We were pers- <laughs> we were perspiring with indiness there, but it's okay because we're back to triple A again. Um, I've looked at this three times this week. It's on Xbox Live in the sale for twenty five pounds at the minute. Half price. Ooh, now, there's a couple of things that I'd like to say about this game. The first thing is, don't get carried away. Right. Because I made a mistake when I very first started playing this game. I went a bit nuts, and I just started chopping shit up. Because you can't help but feel a little bit like a blender. Like, the story... I don't, I'm not massively into Lord of the Rings, but the story mode is just, like, there. You know? It's just kind of like... There's some crazy shit going on with this guy who's dead, and there's another dude who's dead, and one of them's been a bit deader a bit longer than the other one who's been dead. And it's like, I really don't understand what the fuck is going on. But the crux of the thing is, one of the fuckers has got a giant sword, and he chops up orcs. And that's basically all you need to know. So I I launched into it and was just like, there's an orc, he doesn't need that head. So I just started mincing around and chopping orcs up. And it was just so good. The combat style is just like the Batman Arkham series. So if you enjoy the combat in Batman Arkham and you like feeling really quite powerful and everything, mm. this takes it massively further. Imagine you, just, you give Batman a sword. And that's it. That's all you need to think about. Give Batman a sword and that's this game. So, but the flow of the combat is just incredible. You get later on as you unlock skills as you're going through the game, you unlock kind of an instant uh, murder button. I don't really understand what you're supposed to call it, but it's instant murder. <laughs> uh, nice. And But the, you hit that. And a lot of the time, like I've mentioned this before in Batman games, you hit like the, uh, the block button. Yeah. So somebody's about to attack you and you hit the counter button. But Batman's actually about 45 feet away from this guy, and you kind of clip backwards an absolute mile and suddenly block this fella and punch him in the face, and he's just like, I wasn't even going to punch you, I was just pretending, so I look cool. <laughs> but it's too late, because you've been punched in the face. It, you don't get that. You do get to that to an extent in this, but for the most part, the flow is so beautiful. If somebody is to your left, the attack that you use to hit them is, is it feels natural. Your guy kind of actually swings the sword to his left, and his whole body swings around with it. If the guy's behind you, you put the sword over your head and then swing around and lock the head off. The finishing moves are incredible. Everything about the combat in this game is just fucking brilliant. Everything else can be a bit lacking. (laughs) The combat is so good that I ended up getting wrapped into it, and I just basically ran off and just went crazy and just started fucking lopping limbs off orcs left, right, and centre without (laughs) purpose. And I got bored... And this is a major problem. So I just got bored. So I played, and I did this for about four hours. So that's, you know, so it's, it's, it's a good amount of gameplay to get out of just chopping up orcs. But I did get bored. I stopped playing it. And then a guy that I worked with that's played it said, look, start following the objectives. Because there's a whole bunch of <laughs> Start following these objectives and start, like, trying to take out these commanders and the, and the war chiefs and stuff like that. Because it really sets the game apart. So, all right, that's, that's what I did. Off I popped and started attacking these commanders. And then it adds a whole new dimension to this bloody thing. It's absolutely brilliant. If you haven't heard about this, effectively, if you kill enemies, they die, you get experience. If they kill you, you die, they get experience. Yeah, I wanted to ask about this. It's quite an interesting idea. It's brilliant. So this random orc got a pot shot off on me. 
And uh, and you get kind of like a last ditch death thing where you can kind of try and come back from it. And I just like botched it so terribly. And this like random grunt just stuffed his sword through my jugular. And then that was it. Job over. <laughs> because I'm kind of deadish, I come back to life. But then this orc leveled up. Oh, nice. And I've killed some other orcs, yeah? So I've killed these other captains. And I, ki- I kill this captain, and then I- time passes. And then it goes, the position of this captain has now been taken up by, and this orc steps in, and it's the guy that killed me! <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit! So he's like, he's stepping up through the ranks. So I'm just like, so ego trips in at this point. I'm just like, I'm not <laughs> fucking having that, Jesus! So off I pop, I'm just like, you sunshine are having some stab in the head. So off I went to kill him. Kill me again! <laughs> killed me again because they've all got like these special abilities and stuff and it turns out you're meant to read them which everybody knows I'm just not very good at so it like if you do certain things it might enrage them or if you yes. do other things it might make them scared so I did this combination of things where I did one thing and it made him scared like I set this wag thing out and it right. made him scared and he ran off a bit I was like bollocks I'm just, there's loads of orcs to chase down to get through and there's loads of stuff in the way and the wag died and then I shot him with an arrow because he was escaping turns out shooting with an arrow makes him enraged <laughs> I didn't read that either. So now he's miles away from me and pissed off with a crossbow, and he just shot me in the head. <laughs> so that didn't didn't work out so good. But it's it is really good, really epic, a hell of a lot of fun. I haven't got miles into it. I've killed quite a lot of captains and I've killed one of the war chiefs. And there's quite a nice um, story mode where there's a guy called Ratbag, an orc called Ratbag that you're working with, and you're kind of he's like the most rubbish orc in the whole world. <laughs> help him become a captain and then eventually you help him become a war chief but he's just so inept he could never actually kill any of the other orcs on his own you're doing for him and helping him advance through the, the ranks and stuff but it's good fun it is good fun it's a little bit up its own ass in terms of story it's one of those right. it's just like look at me I'm really epic and it's like ah, you know you're alright and then the ending's a bag of shit oh I haven't played <laughs> it at the end so I don't know oh well brace yourself now. then <laughs> really? have you played it? Yeah. Right, okay, so you My feelings so far, are they about right? Was that pretty much how you felt when you were at this point in the game? What's that? Well, kind of feeling pretty good, quite epic. The story's okay, but not great, but the combat... Yeah, you, the, you kind of make your own excitement in it, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly... I had, I had more fun kind of building my own possessed orc army than I did with the actual story. Yeah, well, see, I, I'm not bothered about the story. And there's a shade guy, or I don't know what you call him, but there's a dead fucker that's with you. And Wraith. Th- yes, him. A wraith. And he's just a knob. <laughs> it's just a... Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how you came back to life. That's, that's like, the first 20 minutes of the storyline. I know, but he's a knob. Isn't he a knob? <laughs> no, he's, he's the guy who made the ring. I don't care what he is, he's a knob. All yeah, it's Lord of the Rings lore. I can tell you you're really, like, really deep into the lore. No! <laughs> I, said, I, I, I entered this by saying, you know, I'm not that bothered about the Lord of the Rings story, but he's um, he's a knob. I'm not going to get too nuanced. It's, he's just a bit of a knob. He keeps telling you what to do, and he's just like, oh, yes, I'm this cool king of old that did some elfy shit. And I'm just like, oh, you're an elf. Fucking <laughs> pointy-eared bastard, fuck off. Um, I feel like I'm getting more profane as we go through <laughs> Yes. Um, right, so, anyway, that's Shadow Mordor. I'm not going to linger on it too long. I did really enjoy it, however, I did stop playing it to play another game that we're going to talk about. Um, Dave, do you want to kick this one off? Because this is a kind of combo game. We've not been playing this together, I'd like to point this out. We've not been, like, sitting on each other's lap or anything. But, uh, but <laughs> we, have, we have both happened to play this game this week. So, do you want to give us your opinions? Because I've, I've talked loads already, Dave. 
<laughs> I'm assuming you're meaning uh, Far Cry 4. I mean that. Yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with it. There's... Are you playing on console? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, play... probably... No, no, no. I'm playing on PC, sorry. Oh. Are you having, like, so many technical issues with it? Um, I had a couple of technical issues. Like, the map didn't load for ages. I couldn't... I had to do some jiggly-wiggly stuff to get the map to work properly. And then it took me ages to work out how to switch arrows. I don't think that's really a technical problem. It's just me not understanding how the fuck you're supposed to do it. <laughs> um, See, I've had loads. Like, I had, like, micro stutter. I had frame rate drops. I, I fixed all that, like, fiddling with all the configs. Oh, and now, is... whenever I finish a mission, I can't fast travel, and it would crash on a load. Uh, I do get the odd thing like that, like the fast travel thing. And sometimes I'll complete something, but... Like, I'll go somewhere and kill one guy, and it'll go, well done, you took the whole base. I'm just like, did I? Really? That was one dude. And suddenly, <laughs> like, it'll, I'll take the base, and then four trucks of bad guys will rock up and go, fuck's going on? <laughs> we only went out for fucking lunch. They've come back like, McDonald's bags or something. And they're like, what? And then there's a massive firefight after the fact I've already taken the base. But um, the whole thing with the micro stutter and the frame rate drop, my, my computer's got the power of an iPod. So, <laughs> so I pretty much play, like... Playing at any game that's got any decent kind of graphics on my computer is like watching a PowerPoint presentation anyway. So I don't, <laughs> I don't really notice frame rate drops or anything. So I'm just slumming it along. Um, I have well, to. Other than like the basic, like kind of shitty technical things, I'm having a lot of fun with it though. Did you find the only thing that I found was that the story is incredibly unbelievable? Like from what story I've had so far. Ah, so- oh, the story. It. <sighs> Because, for those of you who don't know, when you progress through the story, you're giving choices between doing this dude's mission who wants to, like, create his country back to its old traditions, which also means, like, child weddings and fucking all this other crappy stuff that humanity's kind of grown out of, or this woman's choices, where she kind of wants to bring it into the new age, but... She's kind of using shitty means to do it. Like, she wants all her people and her country to have money, but to do that, she wants to sell opium and stuff. So you're kind of stuck between these two choices. But the shittiest thing is no matter what you choose, it's always the wrong one. Yeah, it's always shit. You'll always get shit for whatever you yeah, choose. Yeah, the other person will just chew you the fuck out. And it's not yeah. even like, oh, you could have done this, man. It's it's like there to literally make you feel But like they're, a, they're at each other's throats so badly that you can't help but think if you two had just fucking knobbed each other and got on, <laughs> yeah, then you wouldn't be in this situation in the first place, you pricks. The 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 problem, the biggest problem I've got with the story is you're this guy, Ajay Gali is called, or something like that anyway, uh, and you turn up and you're from America and you're there to scatter your mother's ashes. So she's from this, like, I don't know what it's called, Bang Bangpur or something like that? This is like fucking arse end of bollocky nowhere that will probably be better off if all the humans just pissed off and left the animals to it. Um, and it's... The, the map is gorgeous like it's not like an island in the pre like it was in the previous far cry games this is all proper valleys and mountains and it feels more natural the landscape feels really natural which makes it kind of annoying to traverse sometimes but it doesn't matter because it's it's just really really nice and there's a lot to look at and a lot to do which is good because the fucking thing is enormous um but there's also helicopters which helps quite a lot but i'll talk about that in a bit the problem is that this dude turns up and he's like, gonna scatter my mother's ashes. And then some guy turns up who is kind of uh, not really Indian and not really Korean looking with an English accent. It's really confusing. And he, he takes you off and then you escape. And then suddenly you're part of this resistance called the Golden Path. And you don't really understand what's going on. Yet instantly become an utter badass. 
Yeah, so that this, annoyed me as well. This dude has got, like, absolutely no prior experience. And I'm not even joking. There is no training segment in this game. There is no orientation. There is no, have you ever used a gun before? Here, this is what you do. Literally, one of the first things that you do is take on, like, a massive army's worth of people. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, I'm just getting on with it. And then he hears these people arguing about the fact that, oh, what are we going to do? We can send these troops to this bell tower to take this bell tower. Or we can send these troops over here to do this thing. And he's just like, fucking rock up, bitches. I'm American, so I can do anything. So he he fucks off, and he just does them both on his own. Without any assistance or backup whatsoever. And he's just this dude. And I kind of got it in Far Cry 3, because the guy was going kind of mental. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it in Far Cry 3, because I can't even remember the main guy's name. But he, he was driven by... You, you felt like you were running away. You were really panicked at the beginning of Far Cry 3, because you were being chased. And you were placed in this situation where you had absolutely no choice but to kill people in order to survive. It's mm. not like that in this. In this, you're quite early on, put in a very safe position where you're at this town and you're actually okay. And then he chooses to go out and fight where he's done absolutely no prior fighting whatsoever. And it doesn't feel natural. It feels really odd. And in, I don't know what's going to happen to this guy later on, but in Far Cry 3, I really enjoyed the way that your ma- the main character was starting to go slightly more insane. And he was pushing his friends away and he was kind of becoming one with the island. And he realized that he kind of belonged there. There's none of that in this. This guy's just a dude. (laughs) He's just a guy, and he's just killing loads of people. Don't get me wrong, the game is incredibly fun, but it does feel like Far Cry 3, Mark 2. It feels almost like an expansion to Far Cry 3, because the game is so ridiculously similar. Different map, different characters, different voice actors, but the the core gameplay is, is exactly the same. There's bell towers that you've got to climb up to reveal parts of the map. There are... um, there are areas that you've got to, like bases that you've got to attack to take over portions of the map so that they're then easier to traverse because your troops are, are there instead of the enemy troops. There's storyline missions to go through, there's hunting to do. It's, apart from the helicopters, there's not a huge amount that sets it apart from the third game. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I don't know what Dave thinks, but that's pretty much my my opinion. It kind of bugs me that you do all this mental shit, like ascend in a gyrocopter, jump out on the wingsuit, glide for a bit, parachute down, do it like a barrel roll, shoot a load of dudes, mount some stuff, stealth through a section, ride an elephant, blow some stuff up. <laughs> All the while, you've got an urn filled with your mum's ashes on your hip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I always kind of figured that was there's, a bit there's, weird. There's not even any, like, tape over No, there's the no clasps or anything. No, there's there. nothing. 
You're just gonna like drop it everywhere. I know. He's probably already scattered his mum's exactly. ass ten times over. He's got, he's got mum all up him. <gasps> yeah. He's still all over him, and he swims. He dives yeah. into the water. He's swimming around. I don't and think. Also, at one point, he's naked. Where's Yash? has gone. Did they just but, give him him back? Like, sorry, mate. Here's this silver urn filled with you know your your dead mother. Sorry, yeah. we took that off you. Have some mum. I don't know, it's a bit... I don't know. It, I'm not sure... I get the impression it's one of those games where you're not really supposed to ask about the story. Whereas... And that feels really weird, because in the third game, it was really driven by the story. Yeah, Far Cry 4 is ask no questions, hear no lies. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it is. <laughs> just just shut up, tell jump you. on an elephant and shoot some It's people. like a mix between Blood Dragon and Far Cry 3. Where it's just like, you're not meant to take this seriously, but it's a really serious game. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it is excellent. Don't take it seriously, but we will chew you out and, like, question your moral beliefs every time you do an objective. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is really weird. That is very odd. It's a great... Apart from that, apart from the weird storyline plot holes and all, and all, it is still a really good game. Like, I, will, you... I will mention this one bit, which may, may be some kind of small spoiler for, to anyone who hasn't played it, but I'll avoid some of the character names and stuff. Um, I'm assuming if you... How many, how many hours do you reckon you've put into it? Oh, no idea. At least ten by now. Have you Not gotten to the point where you have to stealth into the pie? No. I've okay, been kind well. of, as I do in a lot of these games, I've been kind of avoiding the main story uh, missions. Well, there's this one part of the game where you need to go and capture an enemy dude who's basically their lead torturer. Like, he, he, he abducts people from villages and just tortures them, and then I think it's insinuated that he eats them. I always wonder how these people write their CVs. Well, it, uh, you capture him, and then as you're capturing him, he's on he's on the phone to his daughter, and the game tries so hard to make you feel like, ah, oh, this poor man, like, I'm going to capture him and take him away from family. Fuck that guy! He was just chopping <laughs> a dude up! He's been doing it every day for 365 days this year. No, I don't care if he's got a daughter. His daughter would be better off without him. Like, it says in the story, oh, we've been lying to this woman about all this stuff. My daughter even helped write the letters. Fuck you, man. I don't care if your daughter's calling you. You ain't seen her again. You made your bed. You're going to die in it. <laughs> try and push some kind of fo form of emotion on me, Far Cry. I've spent the past two hours telling me that this guy's an asshole. Don't try and take that back. No, don't try and take that away from me. I think one of the biggest problems is, in the third game, you had friends. Like, you weren't there on your own. So you yeah. had all these other people that were with you, and the emotional context came from the interaction with them. And they noticed... And through them, you noticed how bad your character was getting. Through the drug abuse and all the shit that he'd been put through, and the fact that he'd been killing and he was starting to enjoy it, and all of that kind of stuff, it, it was reflected through them, and that was what progressed the emotional aspect of the story. In this, there's nobody. You've turned up on your own. There is nobody with you, so there's none of that. And everybody that you're with are, are complete strangers. You've never met them before in your life, so... It's just, it's its bizarre. It's an excellent game. The gameplay is brilliant. It's just as good as it was in Far Cry 3. It's refined in several places. The hunting's a little bit annoying in a few places. Um, I don't find it quite as enjoyable as I did in Far Cry 3. If you're playing it on a PC, the controls, predictably, are shit. Um, you kind of, you've either got to tweak the controls around or play it with a pad. Put it this way. If, you are, if you've got a bow and arrow, and this is my only other ma massive gripe with the game, the bow and arrow is the most powerful weapon in the whole game. If you're not using a bow and arrow, you may as well just fucking go home. 
because you will just lose. There is no mm. way to play this game safely without a bow and arrow because everybody hears you shooting and you just get ass invaded. But mm. if you've got a bow and arrow, you've got regular arrows and then you've got fire arrows and explosive arrows. And for ages and ages, I thought that I couldn't use the fire or explosive arrows yet because I hadn't unlocked them. Yeah. It turns out that I had them all along, and I only found this when I had completely fired my entire quiver of regular arrows off, and suddenly he pulls a fire arrow out, and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? Also, could you not just put it out, and then it's a regular arrow? Which is something I don't really understand. But um, it turns out, so on the PC, what you've got to do is you've got to pull your bow and arrow out, then you've got to push and hold uh, number one. If you've got your your bow equipped to number one, so you push and hold number one, and it brings up like a weapon wheel, and then you push either R or E. So bearing in mind, so bearing in mind, like, so just do that on your keyboard now. The game doesn't clearly tell you this. It doesn't tell you point, this by the ever. Way, either. Yeah, and it's not in the controls either. It's not in the control scheme. I had to Google this to work out how the fuck to do it. So Jesus I, so I, I've played nearly ten hours of this game. I only last night worked out how to do this. It's <sighs> absolutely bonkers. So yeah, there's a couple of problems with it, but at, at its core, really good game. I don't think we need to talk about it too much more, but. Is it a step up from Blood Dragon? Because you were disappointed by that. Wasn't it? <sighs> Everything's a step. Well, no, because there's no laser dinosaurs. So, so everything. <laughs> Blood Dragon was all about the craziness. Unfortunately, when you translate that into gameplay, it didn't. It didn't work. It, mm. There was too much gameplay, and the craziness couldn't keep up with it, and it, it fell flat, in my opinion. But Far Cry 3 was still an excellent game. Far Cry 4 is a better version of Far Cry 3, apart from I wish the storyline was just a bit more believable and a bit more sensible. It's crazy, and it's a crazy game anyway, so I know it's supposed to be kind of unbelievable, but I really got deep into the, I got balls deep into the story in Far Cry 3, and I'm not feeling it with Far Cry 4. I don't, I don't, I'm not resonating with the characters. I'd feel it more if, like, the characters weren't so unlikable. Yeah, all of them are unlikable. Everyone, only... Everyone's a prick, so... Yeah, and the only reason I'm picking the woman's missions is because she's, she's hot, and I've got the idea that I might knob her eventually. That's... that's <laughs> I picked her over as soon as she said, oh, I was forced to marry at six. I was like, that's gross. I'm probably <laughs> just going to help you out just because I feel guilty now. That. <laughs> it wasn't my fault, but still. So I don't want to be a part of this. I'd rather, I'd rather just help you with your opium trade. If I feel kind of dirty just hearing it. Um, right. That's it. That's Far Cry 4. God, we're talking about loads of stuff. Dave, anything else you've been playing this week? You can indie it up again if you want. You have permission. Um, CSGO, but like that's, that's probably some kind of new stuff that I'll talk about with that because there's been... I'm not sure how many people follow competitive esports, but there's been controversies. controversies. Okay. Um, other than Remember that, I've been playing a... esports of the podcast, Rich. You, you had what? Sorry. Remember when we had that segment with that guy phoned in about the uh, esports thing? Yes. That lasted two yeah, weeks. I think we had him. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. Two weeks was it? Was that? <laughs> it? I, I like. <laughs> I like the idea of esports. I think more than I like esports. <laughs> I can. I I used to play in a semi-competitive uh, Counter-Strike Guild clan. Counter-Strike Guild. Uh, Counter-Strike. <laughs> not Counter-Strike. Um, yeah, Counter-Strike. Uh, Counter-Strike clan. Sorry. And um, it was Guild. Guild. Whatever. Fucking. I'm a. I'm an RPG player at heart. And it was. It was good fun. The problem is that eventually everybody takes it too seriously, mm. and then it just kills it for me. So I just, I'm not, I don't keep up with it. It's kind of weird. But anyway, look, right, talk about something else and we'll go back into the esports thing at the end of it, yeah? Um, well, the only other thing I've been playing is Don't Starve Together. Yeah! 
is this beta? This is still beta, isn't it? Yeah. Right. And how is it? Because I was thinking about doing this the other day. I was looking for a game to play co-op with one of my mates, and this was one of the ones. It works back. really well. Really. Yeah. I got kind of bored of Don't Starve. I know that I'd never played it before yesterday. Ah. But, I see. Um, but like adding the co-op adds a lot to the game, I think, because you can either choose to like hang out with each other and like work together, or like the way me and my friend were doing it, I was going and searching for one thing, he was going the other end of the map to search for another thing. Because the map gives you like the same amount of food and resources, you kind of have to manage it between you, you and your pal. Like at one point, I was running back to our little camp with like a like a bag full of mushrooms, ready to force feed them to my friend. <laughs> there's, 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 kind of, there's kind of small things you can do to just like mess with each other as well like I picked this mushroom and I was like the last one I ate was poisonous and I told him I was like hey he, eat this no David poisoned you and you can just select it and right click on your friend and you basically shove it through their teeth like you fucking will eat it sieve <laughs> this but uh, yeah it's a lot of fun the if, if one of you die I think they can respawn and the world will be okay but if you both die if you both fuck up that's it world deleted there's still, the, there's still the permadeath part of it. Yeah. But it, you kind of both have to fuck right. up at the same time. My issue with that game in general is it became far too repetitive. I know you can like get the, the whole portal things together and you go into that... I can't remember what it's called. Like, Bob's World or whatever it's called. You get that portal and you keep going through and eventually, I don't know, you escape or whatever's going on. It became far too repetitive for me when I was playing this single player. But I, I think Minecraft... Minecraft died for me after a while playing it on my own. But playing it with other people completely changed that game. Yeah. It completely changed the whole thing. So I can't help but think that maybe Don't Starve because a lot of the ele the elements are very similar. The survival elements and all the rest of it. And you can build structures and stuff. I think that being able to play that co-op would be really enjoyable. Especially on a console. Yeah, there's like little kind of silly moments you get. Like me and my friend are trying to pincer maneuver a, a rabbit to try and kill it because we hadn't, didn't have enough grass to make traps. So there's just kind of silly moments that kind of naturally appear. So instead of just tediously and frustratingly trying to chase a rabbit or gather enough grass to make a trap, instead we were approaching one rabbit from both the left and the right to kind of pin some it in the middle and slam it with an axe, which worked a couple of times actually. So there's kind of just cool emergent gameplay stuff that came out of that just because there was emergent more gameplay tactical rabbit advances. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what it okay. I do want to get on this, but it's still in beta at the moment, so. Yeah, but it's it's a very functional beta from what I've played. I like, I shy away from betas. I mean, I do. I've said this before about early access games, but I oh, I'm, I'm the same way these days. Like early access kind of rubs me the wrong way. But I mean, Don't Starve already had the base there because of, it was already a, a finished game. I think the only yeah. thing with the beta is they're just trying to get the multiplayer stuff working. Yeah. Which and uh, from my experience, it already works very well. The servers work very well. They're like hosted on one person's machine, and there's no kind of niggly bits when it comes to connections or like drops or anything it, it seems to work very well good i, I want to get on it I, I enjoy the game i think it's good i think i probably burnt out on that game a little bit in a similar way that i did with uh daisy where oh, I, yeah, I burnt out hard on daisy yeah i burnt out hard on daisy i don't i don't see the point minecraft i'm not so bad because you kind of you make your own objectives but with daisy mm -hmm. i had a real issue where i didn't see what the point was I couldn't see a goal. I didn't see where I was going. There was no like ultimate achievement to get. You'd get a helicopter and then five minutes later somebody would kill it. Or the server, <laughs> the server would reset and it'd go. Or whatever was going on. 
there was no permanence in that game. It was a constant flux, and I didn't enjoy that. With Minecraft, you've got the buildings. You play, and you make this great structure or machinery or whatever it is you're doing, and that's your achievement, and you can decide what that's going to be. Don't Starve was more similar to DayZ for me, because I know that there is stuff that you can do, and there are goals to achieve, but I just kind of got to a point where I was thinking, what am I doing? I'm surviving, I've got tons of food, I could probably just sit in this house for about a week and a half now with all the food that I've got. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? See, I, was, I was the same way with you when it came to Daisy. I, because there was real nothing. You could lose everything, which was kind of the charm of it, but at the same time, it was very annoying. You could have some nights where you stumble across an enemy camp and loot the hell out of it, but then the next day, you could have nothing and you've got to do the tedious thing of finding all basic gear and meeting up with your friends again. But yeah. running simulator. It's, the, it's the, that lack of permanence, is, which is what made me love Rust so much, because you can set up a permanent Rust. base. Absolutely like, loved Rust. Yeah, gather all your resources, craft your weapons, and create your own like house in the hill to defend. Yeah, well, look, Rust. And then they ruined like, it. Well, I haven't see. I haven't played it more recently. I I stopped playing it when they completely re- overhauled the crafting system. Um, and I I thought, well, I know that they re- they rebuilt the entire code base of Rust basically, and then they and they completely changed the crafting system for a long time. The people that were playing the early access were actually playing a very, very old build of the game that they were no longer updating. And a lot of people didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah, they basically started again. Yeah, and so they started all over again. The guy who was making the game didn't realize that the game was going to become anywhere near as big as, the, as it had become. And he realized that the code that he'd written very early on was trash. <laughs> and uh, and he'd, he'd hired people due to the money they've got from the Kickstarter and all kinds of other stuff. And these people were professionals and they were coming on and saying, look, I'm sorry, but... The framework that you put down here is not going to stand up. And they had a choice to either patch the shit that was already there, which granted was still pretty damn good, or rewrite from the ground up. And that's what they did. And at that point, I stopped playing it because I knew that there was going to be a massive load of changes coming and I didn't think that I wanted to ride that tide. Yeah, but... like I, I'm more than happy to get back into it when it's in a stable point again. I'd, I'd love to, but the minute it, like from what I've seen on like the subreddit and the screenshots, it doesn't look like it's much of a game at all anymore. Well, men, when when it gets there, mate, me and you will be naked guys swinging rocks. Together. Oh yeah, it'll be hills, it'll be hills have eyes all over again. All over the place. It'll That's the amazing. podcast title. Thanks yeah, hills have eyes. In no, your naked rocks. guys swinging rocks. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So. That's all the shit that we've been playing. Right, so there's a couple of things I've been playing. Now, this is a bit weird. This is a bit weird for me. I've played two mobile games this week. What? Talk about crossing all of our t- I's and dotting all of our T's, <laughs> tell you. Uh, so this week, I have been playing uh, mobile games. Uh, I've played two. I've played Goddess. Is this while you're having your, like, 10 a.m.? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't have a 10 a.m. Uh, I don't. I like to keep it. Uh, I, I like to keep my work life and my poop life separate. You poop on the clock. You might as well pay to get poop. Hey, no, that's me, Too much going on. Too much going on. Disable toilets before, surely. So I played Goddess, which is this whole 22 cans Peter Molyneux thing, uh, and I played it on the mobile phone just because it was there and it was free, and I thought, let's give this thing a go. It's okay. <laughs> that's if that's that's all pretty much you're gonna get from me. It's okay. It's a new game. It it was so basic. I mean, maybe it gets more. It's kind of cool because you can sculpt the land. It's got a kind of. I don't know if you ever played Dust. 
but it dust has got this whole, whole kind of land sculpting thing going on and this has kind of got that and it's quite nice because you can swipe your finger across the screen and sculpt the land so you can sculpt it so that your followers have got like a nice landscape and they've got plenty of room to build their houses and all the rest of it but after you've done that the whole settlers style part of the game is so ridiculously basic there's nothing that you can do. You build houses and they fucking squirt babies out. And that is it. That is all that happens. And it is just... It's just a bit boring. I, I kind of get what he was trying to do with it, but it was just black and white without the big monkey. Yeah, didn't, didn't Pit Molly make uh, Populous? Yes, he did. That was it's basically just this on mobile in 2014. Kind of. But not but not as good. But he wanted it to be more of a god game at the same time as well, didn't he? Yeah, because yeah, there's god elements to it. There's this, he's got this whole thing where he likes people to feel like a god in the game. And he did that. He did it with black and white. And it was just like, here, you feel like a god in the game. And you can float, throw these flaming rocks around. And here's a big monkey. It's like, <laughs> why is there a big monkey? This doesn't make any sense. And just in case that was, wasn't weird enough, here's a big sheep. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't really understand what's happening with this game. Did you really ever play black and white then? Uh, that's what I just said, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, I didn't actually hear you say black and white. Oh, I thought I... Hey? No, no, no. We're talking, about, we're talking about Goddess, and I said, oh, it, it might be bad Skype connection, but black and white. Um, See, I love those games. See, no, I, I enjoyed the first game. The second one was a bit bizarre, but I didn't. I never really understood the point of the big monkey. You were the big monkey. That was you. No, it wasn't. You that, were the god. Yeah, but, the yeah it was, was your it was avatar. You. Yeah, that's. It was. It was meant to be your corporeal yeah. being on the plane. It was like fucking. It was like a weird. It was a. It was a neo pet meets god game. It was. You've got one game. You've got this petting zoo thing where you've got to pet your your monkey, and it was like Tamagotchi on steroids. You've got to pet your monkey and you've got to uh, spank your monkey or whatever you're doing and uh, feed it and all the rest of it. And at the same time, you've got all these underlings and, and people who are supposed to be praying to you. And every now and again, the monkey will go on a bit of a poop rampage and throw flaming shit around everywhere. <laughs> and it's just like, what? <laughs> I don't get it. I didn't. Black and white went weird. Um, a lot of his games have gone weird, to be perfectly honest. Uh, what was that other one that he did where he promised a frying pan and that went weird as well? Oh, there was Fable where you could plant a tree and back to it in 10 years' time. Could do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so I played Goddess. I played Goddess. It's all right. I wouldn't really go back to it. But then I played another game. I played a game called Smash Hit. This is one of the most simple games. And this is probably... One of the hallmarks for me of mobile gaming is simplicity. Because I'm thick. And when I'm on the... When I'm, uh, but also, when I'm on the crapper, I don't need nuance. You know, I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't need, need to concentrate on what you do. Exactly, I need to. <laughs> there's an element. Fifty percent of concentration needs to be at the task at hand. So, the rest of it just, you know, if I'm tapping away on the screen. That's why Netflix is really good. But if I don't have headphones with me, you know, people walk past the, the cubicle. They're like, "What's he doing? He's probably watching <laughs> or something." Um, so I will. Um, yeah. So I've been playing this anyway. And the idea is that there's just like loads of glass panes and stuff, and you are flinging marbles. Right. So it's on rails, and you're moving through the level, and you fling marbles just by tapping on the screen, and you have to smash these glass panes to make holes so that you can travel through them. And then there's these other things like pyramids and stuff that are around the place, and when you fling marbles at them, they smash, and it gives you more marbles. And the idea is to get as far as you can through this level that gets ever more complex, and the spinning glass panes and things that pop up and all the rest of it. It sounds really bizarre. It's called Smash Hit. I was playing it on Android. I assume it's probably on iOS as well. Just Sounds like a vandalism simulator. It is, but it's <laughs> so satisfying. It's so bizarre. 
But if you get a second, you just want to. It's free on Android, so just give it a quick download, give it a play. It is ridiculously satisfying. It's got lovely physics in it. It looks gorgeous. It's just a nice, simple mobile game. And that's, that's a great thing. I don't like these mobile games. I've tried playing them before where you've got uh, first-person shooter mobile games. Mm. Like, you know, the Call of Duty clones and stuff like that. I can't play them. I can't play them on a touchscreen. It just doesn't work for me. But this kind of thing, excellent. Anyway, that's called Smash It. It's worth a try. Give it a go. That's it. Is that all of our games? Pretty As I said, the best mobile game I've ever played is the Hitman one. If, if you want a good mobile game, man. Oh, the Sniper. Oh, I've never played no, that. No, um... Oh, what's it called? It's like it's it's like um on his like planning board. Hang on, let me pick pick up my phone. Let's see, him and go. That was it. Oh, that go. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, no, like, you should, like should totally play that. That go. That's it. That's loads of games. We're all done. I can't. We can't talk about possibly any more games, and, and there's a good possibility we don't have time for the news either. It's the <laughs> longest opening segment we've ever done. I think it was, but we've done we've done so much AAA that I don't even think we can fit any more A in. In fact, we're going to have to use an entirely different letter of the alphabet next week. We're going to have to go triple, triple B. B. Triple B next week. That's what it's all going to be about. Uh, so if you've got any triple B games you want to tell us about next week, this is this is the, the time to tell us. Uh, we apologise to everybody in Mixer that we had a slight technical issue in which we um, kicked Ross, you all out. So, so Ross, Ross died a little bit of a death. We're going to have a mini break. We might do an ever-so-brief news run-through. Alternatively, we might not do that at all. And we might just go into a wacky and fun game, because we play, we talked a lot about games this week. Um, and we might just go into some fun kind of uh, kind of podcast game. So we're going to have a minuscule break, and we'll be back in a minute. Dave, would you like to, see, like to say back in a minute? What, in Welsh? Yeah, I'll do, yeah. Um... No, back in a minute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. What about the culture, man? Ross? Um, Can you say cling on or anything? No. Back right. in a minute. Jesus. I don't even know why I bother. We'll be back in a minute. <laughs> if video games are art is like asking if rock and roll is music the answer is obviously shut the fuck up grandpa and get out of here just go eat your fucking prunes and die i think the correct answer is who fucking cares any time you spend worrying about this is time you could be spending playing video games when people say is blank art what they're really saying is i don't like this art just like when people say i hate kids these days what they're really saying is i'm afraid of death Yes, video games are art. It's the genre of art I categorize with comics or movies or television. You know, art that makes you fat. Video game developers tell stories and create beautiful worlds for us to explore. Andy Warhol drew soup. Video games are not art, unless you're playing Mario Paint. Video games are not art. Art is what you make after you're inspired by playing a video game. Take this picture of Samus Aran and Pikachu making out. This is art. The question we should be asking isn't, can video games be art, but can art be video games? And the answer is yes, I beat The Scream by Edvard Munch. I beat it. The final boss was existential despair. It makes sense that video games are art, because I spend so much time staring at them, debating if my life has any meaning. 
We're lucky. We're witnessing the heyday of video games as an art form. But in the future, it's going to be dusty and boring. Old people are going to pay 200 bucks to play Street Fighter 2 Turbo at the Met. StarCraft tournaments are going to be televised on PBS. Lazy college students are going to major in video game history just because it's an easy major. I never know what to do in video games. I just wander around looking for food or a sense of purpose. Just like at art openings. Crash Bandicoot is sort of the, you know, the Maria Abramovich of video games. You sort of, you know, stare at it. This is Mountain Dew Code Red. Right, we're back. Dave, say welcome back. Kreuzer Null. Excellent. Ross, say welcome back. Welcome back. That's just not, not good enough. Dave could have said anything there. We don't know what he really said. No, he could. Say something else, Dave. <laughs> um, pen, pinhead. What does that mean? Dickhead. Nice. Not, not very nice. <laughs> it's just not good at all. Uh, welcome back. We have decided, since we've spoken an awful lot about the games that we played this week, we're not going to do news, because let's face it, the news was kind of boring this week. The news is kind of boring every week. Yeah. If you listen to us for news, you probably know that we don't do news a lot. If we do find anything that's really interesting, we will try and highlight it. We couldn't spot anything this week, and we certainly haven't noticed anything this week that was worth worth mentioning. But if you do spot something that was interesting, hilarious, or otherwise amazing, then tell us, and we'll hopefully mention it next time we do a podcast. But for now, we're going to do a little game. Oh, we love games. We love games. We were a sucker for podcast games. So in the absence of L, and in the long and saddened absence of Lewis, we're going to do a little game in which Ross of Bellbag is the uh, games master. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully for this, he's going to don a monocle. Just get my monocle, hang on. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and me and Dave are going to be playing. So, Ross, explain what's going on. I want Rich and Dave to see if they can figure out what game I'm talking about based on the lovely Steam reviews. Right. Steam reviews are madness. Absolute yep, madness. A complete batshit crazy. <laughs> There's no, there's no like, there's no rules when it comes to Steam reviews. No, the, the first review that we've got here is um, the guy's played 1,331 hours, but he doesn't recommend the game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Those thousands of hours were well, uh, well spent then. <laughs> yeah. All right. So what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna read the review basically, and then uh, you guys can tell me what game it is. Is it, is it first to quote unquote buzz in? Oh, okay. Well, how do we buzz? How's that thing? We could do that. Can we just? I'll give you both one guess, and then if you both get it right, you both get a point. Okay. Yeah. Until one right. of you gets it, basically, just keep guessing until one of you gets it. Okay. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The scoring does, is really irrelevant on our games most weeks, anyway. So. No, no, it's important the scoring because I like to know whether I've lost or not. <laughs> <laughs> We're all winners, Rich. We're all winners. Well, you are because you're running the fucking game. <laughs> ah, exactly. I'm the real winner. And that's the real quiz. Right. The first game, then. I'm not going to say the name, but you want, you've got to tell me the game. Judged on this review. Honestly, this is the worst of Elder Scrolls games. It is beautiful, but after a while, snow gets bland. I live in Canada. Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, Skyrim. There you go. You've both got it. Oh, it's so obvious. Yeah. All right, then. The second game. You've both talked about this one earlier in the podcast as well. Such gathering. Much dongers. So naked. So naked? 10 out of 10. Good game. Uh, Far Cry 4? No, Dave. Rich for a chance to steal a point and then. Rust? Have a go. Yeah, it is Rust. 
Yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Such gathering, much dongers. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this one's not reviewed, and the guy's only played it for an hour. Um, overrated to the max. Nothing interesting in here. If you want to be a pirate, get Sid Meier's Pirates. Screw this game. Uh, it's quite an old I, game. Old game? If you want to play a pirate. Uh, if it's Monkey Island, I'm going to be very angry. Um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag? That's not that old. Not a bad shout. Rich, what are you saying? Uh, pirate, I'm trying to think of pirate games. Sid Meier's Pirates? It better not be like Curse of Monkey Island or something. I'm not going to award a point here, but you're very close. It's The Secret of Monkey Island. No way! <laughs> if you want to play a pirate game, play Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, that's whoever, a good game. Whoever wrote that was dropped at birth. <laughs> 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 Alright then, um, this one. Not recommended. Zero hours on record, so not really sure how this guy's made to do this, but okay. This game had great promise. Opening with what appears to be the death of not only Seth, my career is a fucking joke green, but the fucking MC as well. Too bad it's all a lie, and instead they come back and with a bigger band of jerk-offs than before. 10 what? out of 10, only because... Garrison Grunter Bros. Okay, Mass Effect 3 or 2? Probably 3. Dave, what are you saying? Yeah, Mass Effect 3. Oh, it's number 2. Oh, oh. damn it! <laughs> if I was here, she'd have nailed that one. Yeah, she'd have had that. I'm not reading this one, but it's it's a ridiculous review. It's about 17 paragraphs long. It's for Munich Bus Driver, so I'm not reading that. <laughs> I've never even heard of that game before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This one's not recommended, but it it is the latest rootinist, tootinist, artsy indie platformer from from some lazy fat nerds. If you like killing gaming and unoriginal pieces of poo, be sure to pick this one up. Okay, <laughs> rootinist, tootinist. Oh, um, read it. Read it again. Read it again. <clears throat> It's the latest rootinist, tootinist, artsy indie platformer from some lazy fat nerds. If you like killing gaming and unoriginal pieces of poo, be sure to pick this one up. I have. It's a black and white game in lots of shade. A black and white game in lots of shade? It's a side-scrolling platformer. See, I'd I'd like to say dead... Oh, what's that zombie game? But that wasn't really black and white. No. Um, I, I have no idea. You got any ideas, Dave? Uh, not a clue. No. This one's Limbo. Limbo, really? Tootinist. <laughs> <laughs> Unoriginal piece of poo. Jesus. <laughs> Unoriginal piece of poo and Rootinist Tootinist in the same review. <laughs> Seriously, you should be given an IQ test before you're allowed to fucking <laughs> put a review. Also, if you put zero hours into it, then seriously. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, yeah. Right, this one. This is not recommended also. Um, the, the, the review sounds very similar to the name of the actual game, so be quick for this one. The review is simply three words. World of Poo. World of Tanks. Close. Uh, it can't be World of Warcraft because that's not... On- Steam. No. World of Goo. It is World of Goo. 
Yeah, that that's not that's not rubbish either though. That's a great game. <laughs> God, people are weird. <laughs> if you get this one, I'll be amazed. This this is a 117 hours on record recommended game. Very relaxing, casual fun. Oh my god! How many hours on record? 117. Well, that's not that casual. That's obsessive. No, this is uh, one that when you played, Rich, wasn't very relaxing or fun. I don't get it. Um, very I don't know if you've played this, Dave. Yeah, it doesn't exactly tell you a lot. Very. No. Is it's, it? Have they tried? Have they tried to be like, be like, really stupid and say like Dark Souls Two or something like that? No, because that's not casual or fun or relaxing. There's not. Like, yeah, but they could, they, could, I, they could have been really stupid, and I yeah. I'm awarding the point to Dave. It's Dark Souls Two. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, Dark Souls that's Two. That's just a joke review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus! <coughs> yeah, survived 117 hours, so props to him. He could have kids and, <laughs> and survive it. Now, this one has been played for 3,506 hours. What? But it's not recommended. This game is awful and filled with awful people. Zero out of ten would not play for another 2,000 hours again. Civilization. <laughs> I think this is an MMO. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, f- on Steam? I don't know many MMO. <sighs> Rift? No, Rift. Is on- Rift is on Steam. Uh, awful and filled with awful people. I don't know. Because Rift isn't awful. But then these people <laughs> they got no brains. I can't think of any other MMOs that are on Steam. So I'm going to go with Rift. Scrolls Online? It is Dota 2. Oh, yeah. It's not an MMO. Is it not? Uh, yeah, that's, people yeah, that's that play uh, people that play Dota Two, yeah, people that play Dota Two probably call it an MMO, but people that play Dota Two need to be sterilised. Fair enough. <laughs> well, I re- <coughs> so I'm going to take my case. I'm going to put it right down here. I, I've only played like 20 games of it. To be fair. Uh, yeah. Right, next review. <laughs> <laughs> it's moving really along. 993 hours on record, but it's not recommended. Uh, it's a game that was released in 2000, so bear that in mind with the review. Okay. No achievements. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> on Steam, a Steam game that was released in released in 2000. They didn't have achievements on Steam in 2000. Oh, exactly. And this guy's pissed. There's no achievements for it either. I have no idea. Just an, like, FPS. Is an FPS. Call of Duty. Dave, what are you saying? Um... FPS that came out in 2000? I'm going to go with Modern Warfare. Or Modern Warfare 2? <laughs> 2000, hang on, I'm trying to time this in my head. I can't tell whether it was Modern Warfare. I think it will probably be Modern Warfare. Oh, actually, 2000 might be too early for Modern Warfare. I was going to say Call of Duty in a broad, broad sway. Okay, I'll give you that if it's Call of Duty, Dave. I'll go Battlefield then. It's Counter-Strike. Oh! Uh, seriously, no <laughs> achievements. No achievements. That's it. That's the whole review. What a bellow. <laughs> There's achievements in Counter Strike Go. <laughs> you should reply to that review. <laughs> right, this one. Um, three hours on record. Not recommended. Turn-based strategy. Too slow. That's it. Turn-based strategy. If Elle read this review, she would be furious. Turn-based strategy too slow so right we're gonna it won't be fallout because he wouldn't have used the l reference there so turn-based strategy uh civ is turn-based and strategy yeah that's what i'm going 
towards I like those games. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Civ. And what year? Does it give a year? Uh no. Okay, Civ. Civilization. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Civ. Yeah, yeah, that's Civ. Civ four. Uh yeah. See you could have used turn based strategy too slow, multiplayer doesn't work and the entire thing's fucking broken. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Accurate <laughs> for that game. Right. Uh, not recommended. One hour on record. Liked the other two better. Uh, three if night is out. Three if what? If night is out. But night in the way of uh, the way Jedi. Lewis is saying as well. Okay, three if night is out. This is going to be a Jedi game. So Start. this guy likes the other two games in this series and would prefer, would likes the third, or likes night even more than this game. And he's not even played Night yet. So there were two games, and then there was a third one called Night. Hmm. Um, or something uh, called Night. Um, Batman? Yeah, Batman, Arkham. It Sorry. is Arkham Asylum. I'll give you both a point for that. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Virtual high five! <laughs> this guy likes the upcoming Darkham Night. Arkham Dark Knight. Darkham, Darkham Knight. Darkham Knight. They should have totally called it that. That's what we're calling it on the podcast. I went a little bit, uh, a little bit wrong. Totally. They should have totally called it that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. A little bit Southampton there. Sorry about that. <laughs> right. Uh, not recommended. 200 and allow- 211 hours on record. Game taught me to spend 400 US dollars in digital products and then cry about what the fuck I just did. <laughs> Serious okay. review? Fuck story? matchmaking. Fuck matchmaking? Yeah. So it's got microtransactions and it's got a crappy matchmaking system. Yes. What was the review again? Game taught me to spend 400 US dollars in digital products and then cry about what the fuck just happened. Um, so it's, a, it's got microtransactions on Steam and it's... I don't know. Dota? Is this Dota again? Um, it isn't Dota. League of Legends isn't on Steam. I don't know many games on Steam with microtransactions. Uh, matchmaking... Because it can't, okay. be Ro- can't be Robocraft, because matchmaking's fine on that. Can't be I- Team Fortress 2, because there's no matchmaking on that. I have no idea. No, it yeah. is. Counter-Strike. Go. Ah. What? <laughs> I didn't like it playing for over 200 hours, apparently. You should have spent $400 on it like a massive bell end, should he? <laughs> Jesus. If you're not inbred, then you shouldn't be playing games. <laughs> I've got I've got more like I've got more monetary worth in CSGO than that now. I've not paid for it, though. Yeah, you don't pay for it. That's the thing. <laughs> Jesus. This one's quite tricky to get from the, uh, the review. Um, I don't know if you've played it either, but it's the way he's spelled... Uh, some of the, the words in this review. Uh, piece of garbage game, but piece spelt in the way of, like, piece man. And waste of money, but waste spelled as in your waste. You can't spell those words properly. Piece of garbage. <laughs> waste of money. Yes. It's Dear Esther, you won't ever get this one. But I just wanted to highlight the... Why did you the, pick uh, it then, I wanted to highlight the spelling of these people's... <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Just give us completely fucking unattainable goalposts. Just because you want to highlight bad grammar on the internet. Um, but this is a long review. But I'm going to read it. Okay. 
The first time I played this game in 2004, the game had everything. Action, puzzles, great story, great graphics, great atmosphere. So 10 years later, I decided to relive the good old times. The recent summer sale has been a good opportunity to get my hands on the complete something pack. Unfortunately, iSteam delivered a bitter disappointment. Instead of a fun weekend, a fun weekend, enemy disappear in under one second after you finish them off. While games like Quake 4 at least tried to explain disappearing enemies, this game just says deal with it. When you sell a game that you changed after release, then you should say so. If I knew that this is a teleporter showcase and not an actual game, I would have saved my 10 euros and saved myself the disappointment. Okay, so it's a game in which shit that you kill disappears. <laughs> what was the year he mentioned? 2004, when 2004. the game originally came out. Yeah. Half-Life 2. Oh, Dave's got it. Really? Yeah. Came out in 2004. But they changed it so that enemies disappear after you kill them. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that guy's yeah. just turned his graphics up and turned his fucking capability down. <laughs> Jesus. Right, we've got a final one. The score's 5-5. Oh, it's just a score. I didn't realise it was a score. Holy yeah. shit, Dave, shut up. You wanted a winner. This is the final one as well. Okay. <coughs> not recommended. 400 hours. It is not a game. It is a screensaver. Leaving a mountain to, like, have plants grow on it. Mountain. <laughs> yeah, bitches. I'll never that one. <laughs> you said the word, man. <laughs> I, know, I couldn't, I couldn't I finish it off without having to say that. Man. Chance. All right, I'll give Rich the point now. I'll give one more. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, you could you could win by even bigger margin. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> or I could draw, but I already won. True. Right. Uh, Forty-seven hours on record. Not recommended. The gameplay is like Half-Life Two. But with characters with their horrifically swollen hands, it looks like they came from Team Fortress 2, except for the walkers, which they're very, very obviously ripped directly from Half-Life 2. I've never been so reminded of a Valve software product in another company's video game that didn't contain characters from one of Valve's games. Okay, that, it's that not is, a very interesting game. That is the most bizarrely written <laughs> fucking... Seriously, that person has got a, a very flimsy grasp on the English language. Um, it's all right. I was I, when I when I heard big hands, I was going to say Team Fortress Two. I was I was shooting <laughs> I was shooting towards Sonic. Um, hang on, so it's a game like Half Life Two, but people have big hands, and like it's Team not Fortress Team two, Fortress Two. But they walk like they're from Half Life Two. I think that's what he means. Super Monday Night Combat or um um loadout. You're both wrong. It is dishonored. What? Oh, big hands. Big hands. They have regular size hands. <laughs> Jesus. Well, you're the winner, Rich. Anyway. Yeah, Dave. Get used to hearing those words, man. <laughs> if you're going to be a regular on this podcast, you need to you need to get used to hearing either Rich, you're the winner. Or, fuck the lot of you, I am out of this podcast. <laughs> stupid quiz. <laughs> yes, yeah, stupid quiz. That, that is one way or the other that's going to happen. Right, that is the mini quiz that we've had this week. We talked a lot about games. We're not going to do any news. We're not going to do the top ten. We're not going to do the charts because bollocks to all of that noise. We're going to be back in a minute and we're going to say goodbye. Be back in a moment. Jingle bells, Santa smells, Christmas really stunk. 
I got nothing that I like, my gifts were all just junk. Boxes full of clothes, CDs no one knows. When I wanted something for my Nintendo 64, Zelda's great to rock to, South Park would be fine. How about World Squadron? That game should be mine. Make up for a lame Christmas. Get the hits you missed on N64. Mom and Dad, I'm so sad. We are back, and as tradition goes, we are going to say goodbye. Uh, so we just had a mini break, uh, and you waited like chumps. And now we're gonna. Now we're just gonna say bye. So you didn't really wait for all that much. So uh, we're gonna keep this reasonably brief. Although I am gonna draw on a little bit about something that I've been working on on the side. Oh dear. Uh, so in in an unashamed bout of self-promotion, um, it's not really self-promotion because this thing isn't even out yet. But I, uh, as people may have heard, I've been writing a book. Uh, and I did this thing, and I said a while ago I was gonna write a book, and then I did Nanarimo. Uh, which, for people that don't know, is National Novel Writing Month, which is in the month of November. They do other stuff, like elsewhere, elsewise in the year, but the, the goal with NaNoWriMo is that you write 50,000 words in the month of November, and the goal is to try and get as many people as possible to start their novel. As it turned out, I'd already written 45,000 words before November came about, so I said, you know what, I'm going to use November and use NaNoWriMo to try and finish my book. And I did it! So, um, I don't want to inflate my own ego too much, because that happens on its own, but... Um, I did it, I did that remo, I finished the book, and the book is completely complete! So it's in the editing phases right now, Mr. Ross has got access to it, I don't know how much of it he's read so far, possibly not very much. About 50 pages. Okay, that's not too bad, you've only had it in like two days? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy five. with that. Uh, I gave it to a guy at the same time as I gave it to you, he's finished it. <laughs> uh, so I, he either liked it, or he has got nothing else to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it could be either one of those. But uh, yeah, I'm feeling really good about it. The book at the moment is called Static Push. It's gone through a couple of titles as I've been writing it. So it could be almost anything by the time it actually comes out. It's a, it's a, it's a sci-fi book and it's about it's got all kinds of cool stuff. It's got aliens and, and, and spaceships and crazy shit going on. But I will probably tweet about that on my Twitter, which is at Zebwen, Z-E-B-W-E-N. I won't even bother pushing my YouTube channel. I won't even push that noise at you because my YouTube channel pales in comparison to the Mr. Irregular Dave. So I'm going to let him push his own YouTube channel. I don't want to take any of his limelight. So I have been Rich. I have been your host for this evening. I hope you've enjoyed this AAA slash indie rollercoaster ride of a podcast without any news. Thank you very much for listening. Dave, would you like to push your YouTube channel and tell people where they can find you on the internet? Go on then. Uh, my name is Dave Jewett. You can find me on the internet on Twitter at IrregularDave. And if you want to check out my YouTube ramblings, that's uh, youtube.com forward slash IrregularDave. That's where you can find me. Yeah, it's lovely. It's not my first time plugging my own stuff. <laughs> yeah, you go. It's not your first rodeo. Go on then, Mr. Bellbag. Where can we find you? I'm all over the internet. Uh, I, do another I do a football podcast, which is at Man on the Post on Twitter, and Man on the Post on iTunes and everywhere podcasts can be found. Uh, that's a, it's two of those a week, one on a, uh, one on a Friday, one on a Monday. Uh, and yeah, at Rossbow1984 is my Twitter. And that's it. That's all of us. I would like to point out that we are missing two very special people today. We are missing Miss L who is obviously not here at the moment. You can find her at EscapingGuyRL on Twitter. You, We are also missing Lewis, and I'm possibly going to mention this a couple of times in the next couple of podcasts, because Lewis has been a big part of the Ready Player Two podcast for a very long time, and at the moment he's taken a step back because of personal reasons, and he doesn't have time to be working on the podcast because he's fucking all big and important shit now. But 
Um, we do miss him, and you can find him not at ilewis87 anymore, but at Louis Kong on Twitter. So it is definitely worth following him because he is funny and mildly passive aggressive. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's I thought not, you were going to say handsome. He's not passive aggressive. He's just regular aggressive. <laughs> just like regular, run of the mill aggressive. But we love Lewis. Uh, we love Al. We had Ciro on the podcast as well um, a little while ago, and he was one of the founding fathers of Ready Player Two. So you can find him at Ciro Blade. Uh, and that's all of us. That's everything. That's Ready Player Two, episode forty-nine. We are touching cloth on the edge of episode fifty now. Special, right special plans. On, right on the edge of it. So I'd like everybody to say thank you very much to our um, new regular podcast host, Mr. Irregular Dave. Thank you, Dave, for coming tonight. It's quite right. Uh, thank you to obviously Mr. Ross, the producer, who has been with us since day dot and has been pushing us so hard that I'm not really sure where he ends and I begin. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I would like to say thank you to me, but my ego has had enough massaging tonight. So thank you very much. Good night, everybody. Bye bye. No star. Oh, <laughs> that was it. That was a bit, was a bit of Welsh. Well, go and do it again. What no star? Yeah, oh, it makes me feel good. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> Get your coughs out. Uh, Ross, yeah. you cough a lot during the podcast, man. you got some serious lung issues. Yeah. Stop it. I know. Bell end. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, I'd just like to point out that you had a baby, and uh, baby was Baby Bell. Yes. One of my friends is now having a baby, and his surname is Cooper. Right. So he's having Mini Cooper. <laughs> just wanted to say, point that out. Anyway. Excellent. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 